Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it is very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. I originally stayed at Hunt Walker's Airbnb near Aspen while I was on book tour for Stories of Elders. In this interview, he makes the very good point that COVID-19 is a seminal event for our generation, and yet most of us don't remember the first time we heard about it. I started thinking about that in terms of seminal moments in our lives. In your case, and you know better than me, but as far as nationally goes, it's 9-11 for you. For me, it was 9-11 and when Kennedy died. I can tell you exactly where I was when Kennedy died. You weren't alive then. But in 1963 fall, I was at a prep school in, uh, in uh, Avon, Connecticut. And I remember the day, it was a Friday. I had a girlfriend at the time. On that Sunday, I was glued to the TV when they, they did his procession. In your case, it's 9-11. And for all I know, you have some other national seminal moment. But when you ask the question, where was I and how to hear about it, it's different because it's it wasn't this sort of catastrophic event that just happened at a particular place in time. It evolved. And so to answer your question, I probably knew about it when I, I'm guessing I knew about it when it, uh, it initiated itself in Wuhan in January. But I can't tell you exactly, because on January 27th, no, January 26th or whatever it was, I flew to Ecuador uh, and I was in Ecuador the whole month of February and I didn't come back until February 27th. And since I'm, I usually keep up with the news as I'm, I'm, I can't tell you the date, you can probably tell me since you've talked to everybody, and, but whenever it erupted in Washington, I, I would say that whatever that date was, was when I knew it's something I should be concerned about. But when you ask, when did I know about it? I'm guessing in January before I went there, but I really don't know, unlike those other two events which happened at a particular time and place. And so over the month of February, I'm down there with my kids and we had a trip planned, which we did do to Olan, which is on the coast. So the whole family plus my ex-wife and my three grandkids, we were there. And I know I got more concerned about it because I knew I was going to be flying out of Guayaquil on February 26th, and I had it in the back of my mind. I said, you know, I wonder if I'm gonna get out of this country. Even though we hadn't even come down to, the, the shit didn't, excuse my language, shit didn't hit the fan until middle of March. But 
I was worried about getting out of Ecuador. I did, I did get out of Ecuador, flew from Guayaquil to Fort Lauderdale. And I was curious what customs was going to be like, nothing different. And I was around zillions of people. But at the time, I wasn't aware of the, clearly of the social distancing or the impact. So I wasn't, I was more concerned about getting through customs and getting on my next flight that took me to Denver than I was about whether I was close to people. And, and the whole interesting thing is, if this had happened, if I had come home two weeks later, I wouldn't have gotten out of the country. There, because uh, I, I, they, you know, they were closing uh, flights into the country. And the other interesting thing from this, from 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 this valley's point of view, there are 80 Ecuadorians that were here on H2P visas working for the ski resorts. They can't get back to Ecuador because um, the country is closed to, to coming in. I think there is a way to get back if they talk to their embassies, but, and, and correctly, the ski companies, whether it's the Vail, Vail or Aspen, they have employee housing, and so they're letting them stay there for free and trying to give them food and that sort of thing. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but I, I guess if I had to pick a date and a time for sure, it's whenever it popped up in Washington when I, when I was in Ecuador, that I'd known, but I probably knew earlier than that. The, the honest answer is it's, it's affecting me more than I thought it would. And, 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 and most of that is emotional and mental. As far as physically and day-to-day -day things and getting things done and that sort of thing, it's not really affecting that me that much. I'm a single person and all I've done is, you know, since I'm basically in, an at, in the at-risk population at 74 years old, I've definitely been staying at home and only venturing out. I do, I go outside for a couple of reasons. One is to either go to the grocery store, which I've only done twice since March 14th. Uh, the first time I did it was without a mask. And I went to Whole Foods because they opened it up between seven and eight to over 60s. And my, it was really kind of funny. My whole goal was I'm going to get in and out of here as fast as I can. And I'm not even going to think about how much money I'm spending because I don't have time to uh, price shop. <laughs> $477 later, <laughs> I left. <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, like I was going through and just grabbing stuff. And a lot of it was I knew that I could freeze it. So one of the things I grabbed was a cooked, two pounds of cooked shrimp, which I have never, ever bought because I've looked at the price. When I got home and I looked at the tag, $39. <laughs> so uh, that's one reason why I go out. I went to City Market here and, and they've opened City Market between seven and eight on Monday, Wednesday and Fridays. And I did that one, one morning um, to buy food. And then, and I used the mask then. And then the other, other time you'll laugh, I said, this other, this lady friend of mine that we hang out, um, and actually we've done some things together, but social distance, either walking six feet apart or, or hit on the courts that are open. Most of the courts are closed, but we found some courts that are open and we uh, hit, hit then. And then we went down by the river and had a beer, but sat six feet apart and hang out there for two hours. But we decided to go on the wagon, which I've never done in my life. And so uh, a week ago tomorrow, 
I've been on the wagon. So I did, I did go to the liquor store, but my goal was to buy non-alcoholic beer and, and see if they had any non-alcoholic wine. Cause I do like my cocktail hour. So I did go into the liquor store and I said, you know, I'm going to go at 10, 15 on a Monday morning. So there'll be less people in there. So that's the day-to-day -day stuff. The, here's, here's the emotional mental stuff. I'll tell you, the reason why I know that it has impacted me is I've got tons of home projects to do, both paperwork-wise, you know, organizing, getting ready for taxes, which now I have delayed until July 15th, um, putting a bunch of stuff away. I have, people have always asked me when I retired, what are you going to do? I said, I've got so many slides, I could spend eight hours a day for five years going through all my slides. I've got that project to do, and then on the days that are nice, I have plenty of projects outside. I haven't been doing them. And I, I finally read an article the other day that said, don't feel bad about that because that's not unusual. So it has impacted me much more than I'd, and let's say if you'd asked me uh, a weekend, maybe at the end of March, it's affecting me more than I thought emotionally and mentally. Now, am I okay and am I strong? Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about uh, whether, whether I need some mental health or, or talk to counselors, which I'm sure, especially people in my generation that are lonely to start with, and you might be talking to some of those people as a part of this interview process. I feel for those people. I'm okay regarding that. I'm mentally stable, but I'm in the moment, and I have to admit it's, it hasn't affected me. Many of the people I interview talk about the emotional toll that the pandemic is taking. It's not just knowing that others are suffering, but also dealing with problems arising due to the pandemic in our own lives and regulations changing by the day, sometimes by the hour. To that I say, take it easy, give yourself slack, and just take it one step at a time. Episodes are being released as soon as I get the interviews. So subscribe so that you don't miss a thing and share if this meant something to you and if you think others might benefit. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Stay safe. Stay well.